Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome back to The Peripheral. This is Justin. The next two episodes are going to be pretty dark, so I wanted to give you this bonus episode that's a little bit lighthearted. Relationships can be weird. We all have our concept of what a relationship or marriage should be. The constructs we adhere to are more or less accepted by what society says is acceptable. I met my wife in 2002 and we didn't get married until 7707. Before that, I was in varieties of open relationships, friends with benefits. I was in typical long-term relationships, things like that. On today's episode, I speak with Meredith, who asked me to talk about polyamorous relationships, open relationships, and I told her, I don't know anyone that does that, so why don't you come on and talk? Hello. Hey, Justin. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I wish I would have slept more last night, but what do you want to be called? <laughs> what what name did, did you wish your mom would have named you when you were a child? I have no idea. <laughs> That's so stupid to say, but it's I live in the Bible Belt. Red state, conservative state, and I live in a conservative county, <laughs> town. So, Meredith. Let's just Meredith, say. okay. There are so many different terms and definitions out there. What what is it? Polyamorous, swingers, and just plain, I guess, open relationships, right? Yeah. What would you um, define yourself? I get. I'd say open-ish, mm-hmm. because we aren't. Because if I think of an open relationship, I think both people can go out, sleep with whoever they want, whenever they want, as long as they're open with the other person. Whereas we actively seek out a third female for the bedroom. We're both on Tinder. And when we find that one person, it's not like we're sleeping around with a whole bunch of people. It's that one person and we all group text and everything like that. So I don't, I don't think that it's, I call it open-ish. 
is what I call it. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. like with polyamorous, it's you're seeking a second relationship with somebody. And with swingers, it's both of you can swing, whatever. Whereas you have a very, it seems more structured, strict version of all of these things. Yes. And I mean, what we found in like the lifestyle, um, what we have found is every relationship is different. I mean, you'll have that one couple that has like super strict rules when it comes to when they have a threesome where we might be more structured in what we're looking for. But when it comes to like what goes on the bedroom for us, like anything goes when it goes on in the bedroom, but we're not looking for another male. We're just looking for another female and what we call a unicorn because they're very hard to find. So when you do, they're like a unicorn. (laughs) What's hard to find about? Is it a certain aesthetic personality, all the above? You have to mesh. You all have to get along. You all have to be on the same page. We don't want any drama. It's better if she's single. Um, we have been with someone who was in what they call an open relationship, and they can go sleep with whoever they want. So he wasn't involved in any way. But ideally, someone who's single, someone who doesn't bring drama to the table, who completely understands, is completely open. We have no secrets. We hide nothing. My husband and I can't have the fear that she's going to be after him or even she's going to be after me. Everything is open. So it's hard to find. Well, how often do you do this? Well, right now we do have a unicorn and she's wonderful. And we probably see her two to three times a month right now. Before her, we've had, we've had like a handful. We don't go out and sleep with, you know, 15 people or whatever, you know, a different, a different person every weekend. We don't, we don't do that. Um, like another kind of rule that we have is, um, if at any time any of us get like uncomfortable with anything, if she wants to go off and find a boyfriend or whatever, we're all on the same page that we can stop this at any time. We can all still be friends and we're all completely cool. That's where like the no drama comes in. That's where the communication comes in. Cause you gotta be Absolutely. really upfront about that in the beginning. So there's no misunderstanding later. Yes. Communication, a hundred percent transparency. Trust is a hundred and ten percent. Jealousy just has no place in any relationship. But I've seen it destroy relationships where people try to to do stuff like this, and the whole jealousy starts, and then it just spirals down and destroys a relationship. So that's interesting that you said you currently have a unicorn because I just was under the impression that you would find somebody new every time. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> and, 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 you know, for, I don't know, variety sake or something to that effect, you stick with the same person for however long it lasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we don't call it a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't call it or we don't say that that's our girlfriend because when you start labeling stuff, that's when stuff gets mucky. We try to find one person. Um, I guess it's safer that way too. Right. Yeah. And, it, and it's nice because you can have more of a relationship, but like it's a more like intimate friendship 
it's kind of a friends with benefits sort of thing, but within a relationship. So right. I get, I like your openness label because that's the most fitting one because it really doesn't fit the other labels or categories at all. Right. So why do you do this? So I am bisexual. My husband's okay with that. I love my husband very much. I have, would never dream of being with anyone like I am with my husband other than him. But I am bisexual, so I do have that desire to be with another woman. I feel like if he allows me to what I call play, you know, have someone in the bedroom, then he should get the same opportunity, and I'm okay with that. Just speaking for most men, most men fantasize, and that's their dream to be with two women at the same time. So I'm sure, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, not all men, you know, I got to put in that disclaimer, but yeah, I can totally see how he would be okay with this. Now, was it, yeah. <laughs> your, was it your idea or his idea or was it just a conversation you guys had? So a few years ago, we, it, we kind of fell into it. I don't know if you've ever heard the term, a girl will call themselves a drunk sexual where you get super drunk and start kissing all of your girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And you know, that was me. Huh? I was I was gonna say I'm friends with a lot of uh, roller derby girls, and and the joke is, what's the difference between a roller derby girl and a lesbian? One beer. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Everything goes out the window. So I was like that. We ended up falling into a situation that we had never really been in before, uh, where we were in the bedroom with another couple. And it got hot and heavy. We were both uncomfortable. We didn't let it go as far as they wanted to go, and we left. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it got us, you know, thinking, talking. It got me thinking because living in such a conservative area, you know, you don't really think, and, well, I didn't. I didn't really think, am I bisexual? I've always been attracted to, to women, and I can date that back to early elementary school. But it's not a phrase that ever really came up for me. So whenever um, this happened, we did stay in contact with this couple and I would talk to the girl and I just asked her one day, you know, would you consider yourself bisexual or do you just do this for, you know, for your, your guy? And she's like, no, I'm, I'm bisexual. And that really got me thinking. And then after a few weeks of thinking to myself about it and dating stuff back and remembering all these memories I had, I walked up, you know, to my husband and I was like, so I think I'm bisexual. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I kind of knew that already. And I've been with my husband uh, since we were freshmen in high school. So I was like, you know, you could have, you could have let a bitch know, <laughs> damn it. You know, so I did have to sit here and ponder about it. That's kind of how it started. We kind of like fell into it then like go out and meet people out at bars. We would talk about it more, even though it is a pretty taboo subject. If you bring it up, there's actually a lot of people that are in the lifestyle that keep it hidden. And I bet in your area, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yes. How do you compare Tinder to meeting people at bars? What's easier? What's more efficient? Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I already knew the answer. I just Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Tinder is. <laughs> well, cuz you can do it so, at an arm's reach, right? You don't have to engage these people. You pick one right. out. Right. And... You don't have to worry about the 
Because, well, on Tinder, they can read your profile and they know what you're looking for. And they can either, you know, swipe <laughs> yes or no. So, you know, at bars, it's like you have to have like a gaydar. We don't want to bring someone home who's just like sloppy drunk and not like not really in it. They're just, you know, we're not going to take advantage of anyone or anything like that. So Tinder is actually easier, even though you do run into a lot of freaks on Tinder. <laughs> we might be a couple of them, but that's okay. <laughs> How do you reach out to somebody on Tinder? What, like, what is your initial, I guess, message to them? For myself, I just start out a conversation with them. You know, hi, how are you doing? I flirt with her. Then it ends up becoming, you know, well, why are you here? Like, why are you on Tinder? And I normally ask the question first and, you know, they'll reply and then they'll ask me. And so I tell them and then I tell them our, you know, complete deal and either they're cool with it or they're not. Okay. So I don't know how much you want to share, but when you're in the bedroom with this person, I'm sure the first time it could be a little awkward or are you, I mean, are you and your husband kind of used to it now? You know what you want. Uh, but for the new person that comes into the bedroom, is there any uneasiness, awkwardness? Well, normally the first time is where we've had some drinks. Things are out the window then, so it makes it easier. But my husband and I really try to make it not awkward and weird for the third. I don't look at it as like a like a porn would be where it's like all about the guy and this and that. Like we try to give equal attention to, you know, everyone across the board with the second female. We may even give her more attention, you know, to, to make her feel better. We've been with someone who was in a threesome before with her friend and her friends, um, like fuck buddy. And she was like, I kind of got left out of it a lot, heavy kissing with the female. And that's about it. So, and that's not, you know, how it is for us. So we try to make it not awkward. Mm -hmm. And I personally like when you're having, you know, sex and something funny happens and like everyone's able to laugh. I think that's like one of the best parts of having sex is yeah. that you're so comfortable. Like, you know, if something funny happens, you just laugh about it. Yeah. I, I've so. been accused of being way too serious in the bedroom and my comeback is, nothing ever funny happens in the bedroom. So I have no reason to laugh in the bedroom. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so how long have you been married and how long have you been doing this? We have been married uh, since 2009 and we have probably been doing this for about five years. Maybe two years after you were married. Right. Mm -hmm. But we've been together for half of our lives. So high school sweethearts. Yep. That's crazy. <laughs> did you have boyfriends before you met your husband? I did. Nothing serious because we were so young. Okay. And did you feel like maybe you met him too early and that's why you want to, wanted to venture out to see what else is out there? No. Okay. Um, because see, my husband is the only man I've ever been with. Okay. I lost my virginity to him and I have no desire to be with another man. And then that's also special to us besides the fact that I don't want to be with another man and the fact that I lost my virginity to him. That's special to us in our relationship. Mm -hmm. I know, uh, another woman that's been with her husband 
it's been the only man she's ever been with and they've been married for 20 plus years and one day she started talking about you know it's the difference between being born blind and becoming blind <laughs> and i was like well you sound like you have some regrets there so i always like to ask if that's the only person you've been with is that something that you are happy with or regretful because you don't know like some people have a yearning to see what else is out there but you did have that yearning it just wasn't for other men so. right and we actually thinking back on it and knowing I was going to do this interview we actually had our first threesome in high school and I had completely forgotten about it because it was a horrible experience and it was very stupid of us to do something like that being so immature and young and, um, you know, jealousy just raises ugly head. And was it um, with a friend? Like, yeah, it was with a friend. I cried like the whole next weekend. I, I like stopped talking to her, not like in a hateful way, but I just distanced myself from her. But, but like I said, I can date stuff back from wanting to be with a woman and attracted to both sexes from early elementary school. Was your pain and jealousy, was it because she was with your boyfriend or was it because you had feelings for her and him and you were confused or all of the above? No, mm -mm. it was so stupid when I tell you the reason why it upset me. What upset me was she had a tongue ring and afterwards he made the comment, you should get a tongue ring. And then that upset me. <laughs> And the fact that I wanted her to go sleep in the other room after it was done so I could snuggle and be with my boyfriend and he let, you know, he let her stay and, and sleep with us in the same bed. Well, it's, it's, and the now I look thing. back on it and I'm like, that was so stupid, but we were in high school. Yeah. And, and when he says you should do this just like the other person, it makes you feel inadequate. It makes you feel like you're lacking something and you're it not. It did in high school. Yeah. Now I can look on it and I mean, I've been with him. I know exactly what he wants and what he likes. We may be with someone who does something that I am not going to do because that is not my thing. Mm -hmm. And if she does it and he enjoys it, then great. You can do that. Like, <laughs> you know, but that doesn't mean I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's a joke my, my wife makes sometimes is, yeah, you find somebody that wants to do that with you, go have fun. And I know she's kidding and it's a joke. She wouldn't want me to go do that. But at the same time, she's like, I'm not going to do that. So yeah, you know. no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's, he's completely fine with that. And then he gets excited and happy when we do find someone that is willing to do stuff. And he's like, Oh, that's great. <laughs> so you are with this person. All three of you are in the bedroom at the same time. So cheating isn't really a factor, at least in this, but would you have cheating issues such as if he was maybe messaging her a lot during the day or talking to her, uh, giving her more, I guess, emotional or uh, social attention than you? Is there any kind of cheating aspect here besides, you know, because obviously if he goes out and sleeps with another woman, that would be cheating. But is there any other factors you deal with or talk about? Not when it comes to when we are with someone. We put a, a bunch of trust into the person that we bring into our bedroom. So I have 
no fear that he is going to fall in love with her like he loves me. We care about the people. Like, we care about the people who have been, you know, our unicorns and our, our unicorn. We care about them. You have um, to. Otherwise, you wouldn't invite them into your bedroom. It, yeah, exactly. Um, but there's no fear for me that he would, like, fall in love or I don't feel like he envisions other women that we've been with or thinking of other women. I don't – he's not like that. So – Cheating in our relationship would be if we're on Tinder and he's messaging girls that I don't know about, then that would that would upset me mm-hmm. because we are so open. You know, he can go through my phone. I can go through his phone like we those are completely like unlocked and whatever. But if I find out, you know, that he's talking to these girls and he didn't tell me, then that upsets me. Anything that you're not telling me would be what I would be considered cheating. But I mean, it's gotten to the point with certain girls that I would be okay if he took our girl out right now, you know, on a date and then slept with her without me. I'm to that point because we've been with her for so long at this point that I would be okay with that. As long as he told you that was the right. plan. He's got it so I mean, you think about it, he's got it so good. Why would he? Yeah. <laughs> All he has to do is bring the girl home. <laughs> so <laughs> my my wife and I always we have this running joke and she just likes to razz me all the time about, you know, what's considered cheating and and we came to the conclusion that physical contact could be considered cheating. So if I had a girl come over and kiss me or put her arm around me, you know, she could consider that cheating. And I was like, well, putting her arm around me or give me a hug. We have girlfriends that just do that. She goes, okay, so kisses you with intent. And I'm like, all right. And then she came up with this ridiculous idea that if the girl was using like a back scratcher or some sort of extension <laughs> and like was trying to play with me, that wouldn't be considered cheating anymore because yeah. there would be no physical contact. And it's just this ongoing ridiculous joke that we have of what we would consider cheating and what we don't consider cheating. And it just goes to places that it shouldn't. So. <laughs> I wonder if other couples have these conversations that are just into crazy town like we do. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. Do your friends and family know you do this? Okay, no. My family does not. Well, I take that back. My sister knows. My sister and I are very close. But the rest of my family absolutely does not. And only a handful of our friends know. So we we may actively seek out a third but we don't flaunt it. Well, I mean, families are so, can be so judgmental and vindictive already. You know, I mean, I, I know very few people that have great times during the holidays. So <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine if that comes up as the topic of conversation. Oh yeah. That would be amazing. The way we see it is we're married and no one belongs in our bedroom like business except us. Now, if you're like open about it and looking for someone to move in with us and, and be our actual like girlfriend, girlfriend, I don't ever see that happening. Unless you wanted it. It sounds like you kind of call a lot of the shots here, but maybe I'm wrong. No, it, 
It is both of us. Okay. And I, it's, I feel like it's both of us 50-50. We have to both, you know, be into the girl. I mean, there be girls that I'm talking to, you know, on Tinder and he'll like read our conversations or even look at pictures or something. He'll be like, eh, no, you know, so, and, and we've done that, you know, both, like both ways. Yeah. But if one of us is not okay with something, me or him, then it's not done or we stop immediately. What would you tell other people that are thinking about adding a third to the bedroom? That you have to be trustworthy and you have to know that you are risking having that jealousy in your relationship because I have seen it mess up relationships. So don't just jump in thinking that it's going to be great because it could be great for a little while, but you really need to kind of like wade into it and don't just jump on in because you have to know the, the risks of what you're putting up for your relationship. Is the thrill of having somebody a third in the bedroom worth some of the issues that can come up? Well, for us, I just feel like it's different because we're one because we've been together for so long. So I don't ever see those issues coming up. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm just being naive, um, but I've never, I've never had them come up and I don't see them coming up. Well, it sounds like you've dealt with it and did it the right way. So you, the issue doesn't come up. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. So it would honestly just depend on the couple. You know, if they've ever had any trust issues or, you know, if, if they've been cheated on even by not the person that they're with, I definitely would say, you know, I wouldn't try it yeah. because you already have trust issues. Mm-hmm. Do you ever accidentally interact with you know, swingers or whatever when you're looking hunting for this unicorn? Oh, yes. We have been approached many times by swingers. You know, especially if I'm the one like on the dance floor, drunk, kissing all over a girl, not realizing that, you know, she's with someone and then realize, oh, okay, she's with somebody. And they're, you know, then they, you know, bring up, you know, going back to their house or coming back to our house. And then we have to like press on the brakes and be like, no, that's not what we're looking for. And also on on Tinder a lot, um, you'll find like girls looking for girls. And I start talking with them and I find out that, you know, they have a boyfriend or they have a husband and the husband is okay if they're in a three way, as long as he watches. Well, Mm -hmm. that's not what we're looking for at all. Um, we're not okay with that. I I was going to say that the guy would always be like, well, can I just watch? I mean, that's the go-to sort of remark. That's the bit. Yeah. That's the big thing. Yeah. You know, we're not doing it for someone else to watch us. I had a, uh, a weird situation where I was helping a friend move. There was a bunch of people that showed up to help, you know, move the furniture and the couches. And ironically, there was a uh, two men there that I was working with and they happened to be a gay couple and, you know, just your typical kind of catty snarky guys that make fun of everything. And we're moving furniture all day long together. And then this guy shows up and he's, big strong guy and he's helping us carry this couch up the stairs and we sit down and the guy starts talking about his wife and it was weird to me because most of the guys I hang around with we don't open up about 
our adventures in the bedroom. I mean, I have guy friends that will go out on Tinder and date girls, and they will tell me about their one-night stand. But mm-hmm. as far as the intimacy of what I do with my wife, we don't talk about that. Right. And this guy started going off about how he's watched this other man with his wife, and he was giving very graphic details about this. And I was kind of shocked and horrified because, one, I didn't know him. I didn't ask for these details. And I was surprised that he would give such graphic details about his wife and Mm -hmm. being with another man. And apparently they just come back from a swinger cruise. So there we were. I'm cowering in the corner with these two (laughs) gay men, totally (laughs) appalled in this like prudish way of why are you telling us this? (laughs) That's hilarious. Now, the friends that do know will ask questions where we're, we're both very open people. So, you know, I, I tell them and I was even talking to one of my um, gay guy friends and he was asking me, what are the rules in your bedroom? And I tell him, you know, that it's anything goes like anything is fine. Like my husband can have sex with her. It's what, oral sex, normal sex, whatever, like in anything, Mm -hmm. anything goes. And he was, so you just sit there and watch your husband have sex with another woman. And I'm like, well, I'm not sitting there eating popcorn, (laughs) you know, I'm involved in some way, but sometimes, yeah, I do sit back and watch them for a second. And what is hot about that is that's my husband I know how she's feeling and my man is making her feel that way. And that is hot to me. So, and his mouth was just hanging open and he was like, I couldn't imagine. He's like, I could not let his boyfriend at the time. He's like, I could not let him just have sex with someone in front of me. And so then I feel maybe I shouldn't feel that way. Like I feel like I'm in the wrong feeling that way, but To each their own, right? Yeah. (laughs) And I've met other couples that have had a third in the bedroom, and there were rules in the bedroom. Uh, One of them, the wife said, you cannot finish with her. You have to finish with me. That Mm -hmm. that was one of the rules. And I'm just like thinking, what if he finishes multiple times? Like, like, you know, it's, you know, it's funny because, but that's her rule. It would make her feel jealous or upset her if he did that with the other woman, because that would mean that she's the one that satisfied him more. And so there's all these crazy rules with any couple that has this open relationship that. Yep. And they're all different. Yeah. People think like, how can you you know, watch your husband having sex with another girl. If you are a visual person and you watch porn, it's like you're watching a porn, right? Mm -hmm. Except you're, you're in it. It's more of a, it's more intimate. So you can scale it back to, well, if someone likes to put a mirror up and watch themselves having sex in the mirror, it's the same concept, but times 10, you know what I mean? We have a huge mirror on our wall, and it was funny when our 10-year-old niece came into our bedroom and says, why do you have a mirror on the wall? Do you like to watch yourself sleep? Absolutely, (laughs) yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's why, yes. Let's keep rolling that ball. 
just sleeping. We're just watching ourselves sleep. I guess when I hear most people talk about open relationships or swingers or whatever, at first it was shocking to me. At first I was, what? How do you do that? And then after a while, I being to music fests where there's nudists and free love and everything. And I've actually never participated in an orgy or a threesome or anything myself, but I I'm just used to it now and it's not a big deal to me anymore. And I see people that have very healthy relationships and then I see others that do struggle with it. And I feel like they're only doing it because they're lacking something. So I've seen that too, but even if we, are not actively seeking seeking out someone or if we like don't have someone at the time i mean our sex life is great like we're not lacking yeah. anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i can i can see how people would use it as a resort to try to like save a relationship or i don't think it would work i mean it might it it might work if to do that and then open up the doors and have you guys ever gone to a brothel or hired the third no okay <laughs> i don't think you'd be comfortable with that <laughs> just thought i'd ask <laughs> yeah no no don't have didn't mm-mm. right um are you religious i i am i am an episcopalian and i do absolutely love my denomination because the denomination is so open the church split a few years ago. I don't know all the political details of it, but it split a few years ago because we elected an openly gay bishop Mm -hmm. and it split the church into people who wanted to continue to be Episcopalians. And then people who were like upset with the decision. I don't even know what they call themselves now. It actually made the Episcopal church smaller because of that. But we don't go to church as much as we should (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I mean, I do like have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. No, it's, <laughs> so. I, I, I was just curious myself being, you know, where you live and your relationship with your husband, if there was any sort of conflict there in your mind of your religion and, and having an open relationship or if. if- no, mm-mm, because it comes to my religion and people trying to throw stuff in my face with like what the Bible says and this and that. That's the way I look at it. (laughs) That makes sense. In the location you live, everyone's kind of religious, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And, and my husband's not, even though his mom is, he's not, he will say in a heartbeat, like, I don't really know what to believe. So no, we're not religious. Uh, All right. I got a question that's sort of relevant Okay. With your obsession with true crime and murder, do you ever worry about when you bring or find a person and bring them into your home? It hasn't been until now. Thank you for that. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Um, No, because true crime, when I listen to it, it doesn't really scare me. I guess it would make me more aware, right? I mean, I just don't invite people back. Like we normally go on a on a date with the person first. Mm -hmm. We take them out first. There was like one girl that ended up coming, like coming to our house to, to first meet us, but my husband had already known her. So, um, that wasn't an issue. We've picked on people before where like the, the woman who also had a husband 
to to be safe, what she does is she sends for our first date when she came out and her, you know, her husband stayed away. She texted him. He, she was texting him every 30 to 45 minutes just to let him know that we were fine and that she was okay. And when she told me what she was doing, tell him that they're, we're taking you to the sex dungeon. <laughs> you know, I'm like, fuck with them. No, he really would freak. He, we don't play. That's one of their rules. They don't play like that. And I'm like, all right. Because something really could be fucked up. No, it's true. You got to be safe. That's, that's the whole exactly. Thing. Yeah, you do. We're, we are kind of hesitant about who comes back to the house. So we normally take them out first. And it might actually be more fearful for them. Because right. Yeah, because there's two. Right. Exactly. Because there's two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're outnumbered at this point if they come to your house. So never really thought about it like that. <laughs> <laughs> now I planted the seed. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> 